feeling today? I have three words for you and I'm not going to get too heavy too quick, but this episode is really important. Toxic disaster reporting. Now, I have literally spent my childhood, my teenage years, definitely my young adulthood, and now well into my 30s, trying to convince my dad that his consumption of the news every night at 10 p.m. with Julie Etchingham (laughs) on ITV News is not the one. I remember I heard a quote from Oprah a while ago where she said that watching the news before you go to bed is bad for you. And of course, we're all massive Oprah fans over here. And ever since I heard that, it kind of unraveled this furious hatred in me of my dad watching the news right before he goes to bed and then goes to sleep with all of those adrenaline rushing angry missiles people dying thoughts in his head right like surely that can't be good I really don't think that my dad should be watching the news before he goes to bed that is not a helpful thing for anyone who has a mental health issue or anxiety or depression sometimes, should do. You want to go to sleep feeling calm. Not like you've literally just entered a war zone for half an hour on ITV News. Now, this leads me directly into today's episode because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know I'm not, that we have all been feeling so sad lately because the world is sad. There is so much that we are trying to figure out. Number one, of course, is climate change. That's just fucking miserable. It really is the saddest thing. Then there's so much media attention around equality in general, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but gender, racial equality, there's a lot of things that we are being held accountable for in a very personal way, which actually we don't have that much power over as individuals, because the gigantic juggernaut forces that be, whether they are giant influencers or massive corporate companies or figures of importance, like we as individuals do not have a massive voice. Of course, we have a collective voice and that's incredible. And we are using that. We fucking cranked up the gears on that shit, which is amazing. Of course it is. I'm not taking that away. However, that accountability over the last few years due to social media and due to media at large has felt very fucking personal. And I don't know about you, but when I'm watching the news and or I'm watching one of those adverts where I'm seeing people dying and in poverty and all fucked up by 
you know, the rich-poor divide ultimately in the world and politics and discrimination, I feel like it's all on me. I'm like, oh my God, like I am an empathetic per I'm an empathetic person. Like, what can I do? What should I be doing? Oh my God, I need to do more. And it is an bottomless pit of I should be doing more. And it feels like above that kind of aura of guilt that we now carry around on our shoulders all the time is this feeling of it's never enough and I'm never going to be able to do enough to save the world. It is not just this shiny wrapped up in a bow saving the world experience like it, it doesn't work like that like everything that's happening right now is really messy and fucked up and to be honest, beyond our control. There are little bits and pieces that we can all do. But today what I really want to do is get you to understand the difference between doing those little bits and pieces in a way that is helpful, not only to you, but to everyone that needs your help. But it's also not going to tear you to pieces. Because I think we are starting to veer into this way of living our lives that starts with us waking up feeling guilty and ends with us going to sleep feeling guilty. And that guilt does nothing for you except bring down your whole energy, makes you feel lethargic, tired, unable to be productive at work. It is not good for you and your success and certainly not for your happiness. Which is why I want to get you to understand the difference between what you can control when it comes to all this unhappiness in the world and what you absolutely cannot control. Because I think when you understand that distinction and you set some boundaries around that, specifically your consumption, of it, of like all the bad news, then you're going to feel a little bit more you're living your life and less like you're just standing on the sidelines, watching yourself living your life, not all that in control and certainly not that happy most of the time because of that blanket of guilt that you wear walking around and you don't deserve to. You do not deserve to. You did not choose the privilege that you were born into. You were literally a tiny little egg and a sperm that came together and you were born. You weren't like, oh my God, like, oh, I'm in the womb. I want to have this life. Oh, please, can I be like that? Oh, please, may I not be discriminated like that? Please, can I not go through that hardship? No, you were just born and you grew up and you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. It's like that Maya Angelou quote, we do the best we can at the time until we know better. Like we're continually knowing better and doing better, but there sometimes and all too often is a price to be paid for that, that is disproportionate to the impact that you can personally have on that situation in the world, okay? So let's get into it because as you can probably tell, I feel very passionately about this. 
I'm actually going to pull up an article from a credible mental health source online. And I'm going to just read you a little bit of it, okay? The media that we consume daily has an impact on our thinking, behavior, and emotions. And while staying up to date on local and national news, especially as it relates to mandates and health and larger issues, let's be honest, is critical during this time. Experts say the overconsumption of the news can take a toll on your physical, emotional and mental health. With that in mind, the goal is to find the balance between feeling informed and educated on the situation at hand while not becoming totally overwhelmed by it. After all, when good news is available or the situation changes for the better, it will come to you. You won't need to seek it out. On that note, this is funny because my dad always says to me when I'm arguing with him about him watching the late night news, he says, Chee, but don't you need to know what's going on in the world? And I'm like, dad, if something really terrible is going on, it's going to directly affect my life. I'll know about it. And dad, trust me, there are things I care about. Like I'm do things with Greenpeace. Like I'm donating money to causes. I'm doing my little bit that I can without it driving me into huge discomfort. I don't need the news for that. I can educate myself in other places online when I choose to and not because it literally is fucking invading my mind, body, soul whenever it decides it wants to. Like, I get to choose. I am not tied to this the the same way you are, where you are, I don't know, addicted to watching the news. And... This is an important thing to remember actually about watching the news, which is that it is addictive. The reason it is called toxic disaster reporting is because (laughs) as sinister as it fucking is, sensational headlines, they do get more attention. And because of this, all of those media outlets that you love to binge on They focus on disaster reporting, okay, which is when you're kind of seeing news that is cherry-picked. It's siloed. It's, It's exaggerated. I'm not saying that the crisis that you're seeing is exaggerated, but it it's a very it's a very highlighted edition of the news story without showing you the complexities of what's happening to do with that storyline. And not only that, but it is a constant stream of just those sensational headlines. So you are literally just seeing the worst of the fucking worst. I mean, how often do you like turn on BBC News and you're like, oh, look at this magical, wonderful thing that's happening. No, like it's the same culture as, I don't know, like something like watching a soap that you love, like EastEnders or Coronation Street or anything of that ilk that's basically drama. Like, I don't know, keeping up with the Kardashians, drama. Like, you know, um, Crazy Housewives New York, whatever it's called, drama. Like it is all drama and it is designed to kind of give you this rush of stress hormone and just flood your body with cortisol. And 
what's happening with that is consuming this drama in the form of news or just drama at all activates the sympathetic nervous system, okay? And that's what causes your body to release these stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, okay? Then, so when we're like consuming news like this, like so frantically, so much, and we're experiencing that stress response more frequently, you start to get physical symptoms. Like you get that little, like you get those butterflies in your tummy, like from anxiety and nervousness, you feel tired, you get depressed, you experience restlessness and trouble sleeping because your body is literally jacked up on stress hormone. There is zero benefit to you increasing your stress hormone levels. I'm not going to get into the real deep depths of it, but Stress hormone ultimately is what can make you seriously ill and ultimately die. Like, that is the truth. So why the fuck would you do that to yourself? It's literally like a drug addiction. Like, stop it. So I know that the flip side of this is that let just to go full circle, you're feeling all this guilt and you are feeling like, I have to watch the news. I need to know what's going on. Like, I, I am in a place of privilege and for me to not watch it is me basically saying, I don't care and that I get to like look the other way. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is limit what you consume and make sure it is not from a source that is doing this toxic disaster reporting. So, you know, a news platform like ITV News, like that literally is disaster reporting. It is half an hour of back-to-back, oh my fucking God, the world's going to end. Dun, dun, the world's going to end. Dun, a million people have died. Dun, we're never going to get out of this pandemic. Dun, like it's, it's fucking, I honestly watch that shit sometimes. I'm like, this shit is stupid. Do people actually go for this? I get my news from a reliable news source. Which actually, to be specific, isn't anything online. I look to friends and family to give me news that's important. I listen to educational podcasts because you tend to find that those hosts of those podcasts will cover things that are going on topically in the world. I mean, I personally like it when Greg James on Radio 1 is giving me me a little heads up what's going on. Like, for me, news is much more of like a feeling, like what energy am I picking up from media at large? Like, trust me, you would be amazed at how much world news you consume just by being in other places on the internet, like being on social media, like being on like one of your favorite you know, media websites, like just being around people that are talking about it. You would be amazed how much news you consume in this organic, natural way that you don't need to actively go and look for it. Like you really, really don't. Because again, to boil it down, like it's taking a toll on you emotionally to be exposed to the news like this. And back to what I was saying earlier about the accountability, like we are all being held so accountable now to being perfect human beings. And we've been told to be accountable for being perfect human beings without being given the roadmap and the bullet point like action steps of how to do that. 
And that can feel very, very frightening. It can feel suffocating because you know that you need to do better, but you don't know how to do it. And you certainly don't know how to do it in a way that is feasible in your life and realistic. No one has given you any safe parameters for that. And you certainly haven't set those boundaries for yourself because the world's been too busy making you feel guilty. So you think you should be able to do it all. You should be able to help everyone. Well, guess what? You can't. You can't. Your priority, honey, is to stay well and healthy. And this might sound radical, but if you're doing what I do, you will cut that shit out altogether. I do not consume any news. I consume nothing. Because I know that anything that is really severe and important that I need to know about and possibly edit in my own lifestyle or way of living or helping or doing or whatever, I will find out about it through a third party, through an influencer I trust. Like, I will find out. Like, if there's a fucking giant tsunami coming over the UK tomorrow, I mean, do you really think I'm not going to know about it? I mean, I can take this even further, and I do. I have my phone off um, every night. I have had my phone on airplane mode every night for the last 10 years because I don't fully trust that we know yet that that electromagnetic radiation next to our heads every single night isn't doing something funky to our brain. So for the last 10 years, I've had my phone on airplane mode in my bedroom. My boyfriend, like if he's sleeping in my bedroom with me, he has to have his phone on airplane mode as well. Like that's the rule. As far as I'm concerned, the bedroom is a place where I do not want any technology, electronics, when I am literally sleeping there like an unsuspecting sponge for eight hours, eight hours if I'm lucky, but still. Um, (laughs) My point being, my dad, again, my dad, he says to me, but what if we need to get a hold of you? Like, what if there's an emergency? Like, what if something happens and you need to know in the middle of the night? I'm like, well, I feel like everybody managed okay in the 60s. I feel like they did. I feel like if something really bad happened, they'd just find out about it in the morning. And that's just my ethos. I'm like, if it's important, it will get to me eventually. Sure, I can see that there might be some things that are very timely, but what are you gonna do, girl? You're gonna like watch the news 24 seven. You're gonna set yourself a little reminder so that anytime any big news drops, you know about it first. Like, that's bullshit. Your stress hormone will be so high, you will barely be able to function. And you know what's going to happen then? You're going to try and go about your day-to-day routine and then you're going to crash and you're going to burn out and you're going to have to take time off work or worse, be signed off work. And here's the real, like, (laughs) here's the real nut within the nut of this whole thing, right? You're not doing anyone any favors by consuming the news. You're not helping anyone. What are you actually doing when you consume the news besides hurting yourself? Like, what's happening there? The worst thing is that often when you are feeling low and panicked and angry and sad, you're going to want to like 
binge on that feeling even more of watching the news or like consuming something where there's drama because you kind of like want to know that like you're not the only one but actually it's like the worst thing you could do so doom and gloom aside what I want you to do now that I've literally drilled that into you (laughs) is I want you to do a couple things I want you to Again, like not everyone is affected in the same way. My boyfriend can literally watch the news back to back, like 24 seven, and he is safe and sound, happy as Larry. He'll be like, well, that's that. Turn off the TV, get up and go about his business. For me, if I'm doing that, I'm a nervous wreck afterwards. I'm like going online. I'm like, oh my God, like, how do I donate there? How do I, what do I do there? I'm going to, I'm going to give up my job and like, you know, go volunteer like every day for the rest of my life you know, he doesn't, it doesn't have the same impact on him. But if you are the kind of person like me for whom it impacts, then what I want you to do is to make sure that you put a plug in it and actively consuming it. Let it come to you via your periphery vision, via third parties, like friends or family that you trust. Like you can even ask your friends and family like, yo, like I'm consciously choosing not to watch the news at the moment because it's stressing me the fuck out and not good for my mental health, would you mind like giving me a little update now and again if I ask for it? Like you can do that, just ask. Like all too often we don't ask the people in our lives that love us for things that we need. Just ask. People love to feel helpful and useful. You're doing them a favor by asking them. (laughs) Okay, so that's first things first. The second thing is that if you do decide to consume something that's doom and gloom, and you know before you go into it that it's going to be, have a quick check with yourself how you feel before you do that. Because like I just said, like it is so counterintuitive. Like if you're feeling like shit, it's actually easier to lean into watching shit and consuming shit because you're kind of spiraling. But instead, I want you to gauge how you feel before you do something like that. If you feel calm and like happy-go-lucky and chill, sure, go for it for a little while. But if you're not, really try not to. The third thing I want you to do is I want you to make sure that in total, each day, you are limiting your social media scrolling and news exposure to less than 30 minutes. So I get that that sounds like I'm giving you a to-do and you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know I hate giving people to-dos that like make their lives harder. But This is something that I feel overrides that because if you do anything in your life, this is the one thing that's going to make you feel less guilty and better about living your own life and freer, okay? So less than 30 minutes a day. The fourth thing I want you to do is I want you to, if it's helpful, either keep like a video journal or a physical like diary style journal where you jot down your like news or like guilt related worries each day. So I'll give you an example. So for me, it might be like, I'm worried that I'm not doing enough to help climate change. Like I'm doing what I can, like I'm recycling. I'm being mindful of like buying new stuff all the time, limiting plastic use, like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm doing the little bits that I can. However, it is not in my control how much pollution everyone else is creating. 
Like I am one person and there are huge, massive companies out there that have near zero accountability for their emissions. And I'm not in control of that. Like I can't make them do better any quicker. And I'm not saying this as in I shouldn't be doing my little bit to help, but I'm not going to do my little bit to help to the detriment of my health or my well-being. Like, I'm not prepared to sit in the dark, is what I'm saying. Like, I need my lights on. And literally just writing down a thought like that, that's worrying you because it comes from a place of guilt or like carrying the world's troubles on your shoulders. And then at the end being like, no, like, here's what I am doing. Or like, I can't control everyone else. Or being like, oh, okay, actually, I see here, maybe there's something else I could do that still isn't going to drive me into discomfort. Okay, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And then the act of doing that makes you feel in control of what you can control. Instead of constantly having this nervous energy flying around your aura and your physical being, because you don't understand the boundaries of what is and what isn't within your control. When you actually write this stuff down tangibly, it becomes very fucking clear what it is you can or will not or are not prepared to offer the world. And then you make your peace with that because that's your own private deal to make with God or whatever higher power that, you know, runs this world. That's your peace to make. So make your peace with yourself. If I want one thing for you out of you listening to this episode, I want you to make some peace with yourself. That you are doing what you can. And if the answer to that is yes, then let that guilt drop off your shoulders. Ask yourself if you're doing what you can without it driving you to insanity or compromising your personal, private goals in life. Life is too bloody short for you to be spending most of it worrying about everyone else's needs and not focusing on your own. Because trust me, that's all any of your friends and your family want for you is for you to love yourself and to focus on your own needs and to fulfill those. Because guess what? And here's the real humdinger. When you do that and your cup is full, you are going to have the capacity and the energetic deliverance to help others in a much higher vibration way, a much more higher vibration way. Like you're going to get so much more shit done when it comes to helping others. But until you stop living in this cycle of guilt and making yourself feel bad and living in this like, endless tailwind of what could I do? What could I do? Oh my God, what could I do? You're never going to get to that place. So it's like Willow Smith's mum says, I can't remember her name. (laughs) Just take care of yourself first and everything else will follow. And if you really think about it, if all of the world leaders had their mental and physical health, like in a really nourished, healthy place, they wouldn't be going after corruption and greed and trying to like monopolize everything. 
They would just be like, how can we all help each other and make the world a better place for everyone? It wouldn't be about profit. It wouldn't be about like filling the void because they just aren't all that happy in themselves in certain areas. By the way, I'm not referring to all world leaders. (laughs) I'm just referring to anyone that's in a position of power that has not done enough to take care of the world up to now. Like, you can't help that. Okay? Free yourself of the guilt. Absolve yourself of the guilt. Step away from the screen. (laughs) And next week, I'll be back to give you more loving. Take care, babe.